Good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, and this is our Journey Through Scripture podcast. I know it's been way too long, um, but we got into the holidays and had a few other things uh, that, that happened, and so we had a, an extended break there. I do apologize for that, but we're uh, back as we continue our chronological walk through Scripture. Um, we are going to be in Acts chapter 20 uh, to 23 today, so Acts 20 to 23. The last time uh, we had our journey through Scripture. We were uh, going through the book of Romans, um, and now we're uh, continuing in Acts. And again, remember, this is a chronological walk through Scripture. And so what, what we're seeing now is we're seeing Paul's continued journey. He's gone and he's established many of these churches, um, and then he's written letters to them. Um, and now we're getting to the end of Acts, and uh, Paul is making his way back to Jerusalem, um, after his third missionary journey. And uh, starting in chapter 20, um, you see uh, that he is uh, kind of um, taking different boats and different paths to get back to Jerusalem. Um, there's, uh, also, there's kind of been some warnings uh, that it's going to be dangerous when he goes back to Jerusalem. Um, it, it's, it's a very tense time. Um, things are, are getting more challenging and more difficult uh, for Paul. And so, and starting in verse 7, it's kind of interesting of Acts chapter 20. Uh, he meets with the, the disciples, or some of the disciples, to break bread. Uh, and they're getting to, ready to depart. Um, and he, uh, he talked for a really long time. And a guy falls asleep and falls out of a window. And it's interesting. It says, uh, um, verse 9, and in the window sat a certain young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. Now, you know, I, I've had people doze off. Thankfully, I haven't had anyone that just dozed off and died uh, while I've been talking before, uh, but that happens to Paul. And so Paul goes down uh, and it's, it's just kind of interesting, the similarity between this and how Jesus, um, it, uh, there were times that Jesus healed and he said, no, he is not. He is just, he is not dead. He is just sleeping. And, uh, so, uh, so Paul goes down and, uh, God clearly works a, a miracle, uh, to bring Eutychus, uh, back to life. Um, then you continue to see, uh, that they're making their way back to Jerusalem and, Getting uh, um, towards the middle of chapter 20, um, some of the elders from Ephesus, which was one of the places that Paul was at for a very long time, they come. And I, I like, I encourage you to read about that because it shows the, the true personal relationship that they had uh, with Paul. Uh, starting in verse 18, it says, uh, And when they had come to him, and he said to them, You know, from the first day that I came to Asia, what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house, uh, testifying to Jews and Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Right there, There's the gospel message, right? Repentance to God and faith in Christ, that he is the one who has paid our, our sin. Um, and uh, he goes on, he says, but none of these things move me, nor, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify 
to the gospel of the grace of God. Um, he uh, then warns them that there's going to be people coming to, to try to change that message, to try to challenge that message. Um, and, and that's important because we, we're gonna, we experience the same thing. Um, that uh, the gospel message uh, is, is more than just uh, the, the repentance and having faith in Jesus Christ. Um, but that is the heart of the gospel message. He um, says, verse 29, For I know this, that after my departure, departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone day and night with tears. Right? So he's, he's warning them, urging them not to be deceived, not to fall away. Um, uh, and then at the end, uh, verse 37, then they all wept freely uh, and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most for all the, of the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more. And they accompanied him to the ship. Right, so they. This was a a goodbye. Paul knew that more than likely this would mean uh, he's going to Jerusalem. He didn't know how that would work out, and he uh, knew that his time was was short, and that it would be hard to go back to Ephesus again. So he uh, go, goes into to the ship. They can continue their their voyage. Um, they uh, make make a stop uh, to uh, uh, Philip's house. Um, he was uh, an evangelist. He was one of the seven, and he stayed. They stayed with him. Uh, this is in verse nine. Uh, this man had uh, four virgin daughters who prophesied. Uh, this is chapter uh, uh, twenty-one, uh, verse nine. The man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. As they stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Um, when he had come uh, to us, he took Paul's belt bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. So again, this another warning to Paul that things are going to get difficult. But Paul answered in verse 13, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, uh, we ceased saying the will of the Lord be done. So they they were many were trying to convince Paul not to go to Jerusalem, but Paul felt uh, called to do that, and uh, and so he didn't didn't care that there was would be consequences. He was going to be faithful to what God had called him to do. Um, you you can continue uh, reading. Um, they uh, leave Caesarea to go to uh, Jerusalem, and they uh, arrived there in Jerusalem, verse 21, uh, chapter 21, verse 17, when they had come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. Uh, they go to James's house, who was kind of uh, head of the church there in Jerusalem, um, and uh, Paul starts to share uh, what, they, what God had done among the Gentiles, said verse 20, and when they heard it, they glorified the Lord, Said and said to him, You see, brother, how many myriads of Jews there there are who have believed, and they are zealous for the law, but they have been informed about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying they ought to circumcise, not circumcise their children, nor walk according to the customs. So this this was the problem, and, and we see uh, issues today in churches, right? 
controversy, uh, political intrigue, all that kind of stuff. Well, that was already happening here. There were those who were still concerned with uh, the message being opened up to the Gentiles. Um, And uh, so now Paul is being accused of telling Jews that they didn't need to follow the law, which was not true at all. And uh, so you see in verse 23, therefore, uh, oh, and so then the brethren are saying that that is what other people are saying. This is not James that's accusing Paul. This is them saying, here's here's the problem. Here's what you're going to run into. And so this is their solution. Their solution that says, um, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them, be purified with them, pay their expenses uh, so that they may shave their heads. They were Nazarites, um, that they may uh, know that those things of which they were informed concerning you are nothing, but that you yourself walk orderly and keep the law. But concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing except that they should keep themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. So the leaders there of the Jerusalem church are fully on Paul's side. They're trying to help him and say, hey, why don't you go and go through some of the uh, rituals with, uh, with these men, and that way people will see that you still are following uh, the Jewish traditions. Right. But then they they say, but we we understand and we agree with you that Gentiles should not be forced to do that. Um, So Paul is going to go kind of put on a show, you know, even though he followed the law, uh, the Jewish customs. um, But isn't it interesting how people will try to find fault anywhere they can when they are against you. And uh, so Paul goes to uh, to follow this. And sure enough. That's not good enough, right? People who want to destroy you, who are against you, will find ways to do it. And uh, so he goes and goes through the the, the process, and then they um, uh, accuse him of bringing Greeks into the temple. Well, he didn't do that. That didn't happen. And they based it because he was hanging around with the Greek, uh, one of his Greek friends. Uh, in the city. So then they said, well, he also brought him to the temple. Well, Paul had not done that, um, but yet they used that um, to r- rouse up the, the crowd. In uh, verse 30 of chapter 21, and all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together, seized Paul, dragged him out of the temple. Uh, as they were seeking to kill him, news came to the commander. He took uh, so- soldiers and centurions, ran down to them. When they saw the commander, they stopped beating Paul. Uh, The commander came near, took him, commanded him to be bound uh, in chains. Uh, So when he could not ascertain the truth because of the tumult, uh, he commanded him to to be taken to the barracks. Um, (laughs) So what's happening here is chaos was started intentionally. um, And it's interesting. I love how it says he could not ascertain the truth because of the chaos, because of the tumult. Well, that's that's exactly right. That's why a lot of times chaos is created in order to obscure the truth. Uh, that happens today very often. And uh, so this uh, commander, he just wants to keep the peace. He doesn't know what's going on. He assumes this Paul guy must have done something, so he takes him into custody. Um, and then uh, Paul uh, talks to him in Greek, and it kind of surprises him. And uh, he says, I, I'm a Jew. Um, I, I'm not leading a rebellion. Um, can I talk to the crowd? And so in chapter 22, 
Paul begins to speak to the uh, crowd in Hebrew. Um, he says, I am a Jew. I, and he, he says, I persecuted this way to the death. Talking about the way, capital way, that was the, um, the, the faith in Jesus Christ that he was the Messiah. That was called the way, people of the way. Um, and as you, you go through and, and read that, he tells of his story of uh, his conversion on the road to Damascus. And uh, he continues to go down and the people are, get very angry and they, uh, they, they just want uh, Paul uh, to be uh, taken away. It says uh, uh, they listen to him until his words raise their voices away with such a fellow from the earth. Um, so they're trying to have him condemned. And that's when Paul says, wait, is it, is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? Right? So, so Paul knows his rights and he knows that he is a Roman citizen and that um, they can't just beat him without a formal hearing. And so he calls for that. And uh, uh, verse 29, immediately those who were about to examine him withdrew from him. And the co commander was also afraid after he found out that he was Roman uh, because he had bound him. Um, so things start changing really quickly. Uh, that now that Paul has made known that he's a Roman uh, citizen. They did take him before. Well, we're going to stop right there. We're just going to stop there. And then uh, Thursday, we're going to start looking at these different trials that he goes through. Uh, so read chapters 23, 24. Let's just do 23 and 24. So we'll we'll uh, get get through that in Acts. And it's the... Um, how Paul is taken to some of these uh, different uh, courts, uh, trying to determine what to do with him. Um, it's just a, an interesting situation. It kind of uh, it is reminiscent of uh, uh, Jesus. Um, they basically just created things, created reasons to try to uh, set him up. Well, that's exactly what's being uh, done to Paul. Um, but God is working in the midst of that. Um, God uses this craziness. Uh, to get Paul to Rome and to share the gospel message in Rome. All right, so we will be back on Thursday. I uh, encourage you to read the next two chapters of Acts, chapter 23 and chapter 24. We'll see you then.